we got new word of this on Friday because that's when we learned that the premiers, and we're talking all the premiers, sent a letter to the prime minister on Friday telling Mr. Trudeau that they are not interested in his talk. They actually want action when it comes to bail reform in this country. You know, something as simple as, you know, if you're charged with possessing a loaded handgun in a crime, oh yeah, maybe you shouldn't get bail. That was their message, which seems again like common sense. But we now live in a country where restorative justice is the direction we're going, and it's given repeat violent offenders repeated changes, chances to you know, get out on bail where they then go on to commit more crime. And this letter comes after the killing of OPP Constable Greg Perchala because, of course, the accused killer was on bail. He wasn't even allowed to have a weapon. And then, of course, last week we told you about Peel police rearresting a man on bail facing several murder and attempt murder charges and gun charges. How's a guy like that getting bail? And you may not recall this, but in 2019, the Trudeau government passed Bill C-75, which at that time basically instructed judges and justices of the peace, quote, shall give primary consideration to the release of the accused at the earliest reasonable opportunity. Let me bring in Mr. Joseph Newberger. He, of course, is a defense lawyer. Haven't talked to you in a while. Hello there, Mr. Joe. Hey, Alex. Happy New Year. I Happy think New it's Year to you. First time we've spoken. I know. 2023. And I know you'll have a lot to say about this, but, you know, like there's a ton of unintended consequences for uh, second, third, fourth chances, um, you know, in the direction the prime minister has taken the country when it comes to crime. Okay, so a couple things. One, statistically, over the last three decades, the rate of violent crime has gone down. Uh, since the 70s. So we have far less violent crime now than we ever did. Two, the rate of homicides have been down in Ontario. The total, I think, for 2022 was 277 homicides. So when you look statistically at the rate of crime in Ontario and across the country, it is uh, increasingly uh, going down. And when we compare it to the United States, which has very harsh uh, regimes with respect to bail and sentencing, their experiment in going in that direction has not done well. So I think that's the backdrop here. And it is never good to take one or two cases and then make a broad brush change to legislation because it will disproportionately impact other individuals that may in fact be innocent or may have much less culpability than others. Yeah. Okay. I'll push back a little because, because you know, I will. Um, the bottom line That's is. That's why though, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have a, a bail process in this country, and certainly in Toronto, where we do tend to give the benefit of the doubt. And we have seen, I mean, maybe less people are dying when they're being shot. I would chalk that up to maybe they're getting better, better medical service, or maybe the person's got a bad shot because we are seeing increased violence. But the premiers are not, are not asking for a lot. And I don't think you even have to expand it. Let's say you keep it to gun crime, violence crime, but the premiers want to change so that there's this reverse onus on on bail um, created for the offense of possessing a loaded a gun. So in other words, it's up to the person now charged facing charges as to why they should be released. Like, why should a guy who's got a, a gun ban and, and, a, and a bail, you know, is already out on bail, why should they get bail? You know, why should they get the benefit of the doubt okay. if they're facing a second degree murder charges, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So somebody's up second time in a row for an issue. It's already a reverse onus under the legislation. And if anybody's charged with possessing a loaded firearm, uh, their bail hearing is then automatically adjourned to what's called a special. And then there's careful onus on whether this person could be released and they have to have 
you know, very strong release plan with very stringent conditions. But we, and but we know that doesn't always happen, Joe. Like sometimes I look does. at these sure we, uh... we, we represent people with gun uh, crimes, and it's exceptionally hard to get people out on bail. It's the anomalies where, in fact, uh, people are getting out. And that's why the legislation was changed, because we have so many people in remand and in the jails that something had to be done. Yeah, look, if you're a one-time, uh, you've been busted by drugs, I get that. There's certain crimes I don't worry about. But when you're talking about gun offenses, I, I put that in a different category. And I think, you know, to set a deterrent, we gotta, you got to make it so that a 13-year-old doesn't want to pick it up. That it's not, you're going to get bailed, don't worry, it'll become a badge of honor. No, you're, you're, you're going to go to jail for five years, even on a first offense. I don't, I, you, we have to have more deterrent, and we don't have that right now. Again, I, you know, sorry, Alex, the United States has significant deterrence built into their regime, significant sentences, and it doesn't make a difference. Why? Because the social system around it doesn't address the ideology of crime. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. That is the real root of it. Well, well we the other problem is, Joe, we don't have resources for cops, though, to, to check on all these guys out on bail and gals on bail. Okay, well, violent offender. We don't have you're that. Talking about so, some, you're yeah. talking about something different. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I have said, and I think consistently with you, that I believe our police services are underfunded yeah. well, and that they should have a robust system for bail checks, for going after people who have breached their bail and are, have warrants for their arrest. There should be funding for specialty units. We know the Guns and Gangs Unit for the Crowns is exceptionally well-funded, mm. but we need the officers to be funded. They need assistance as well, because when they're processing cases, they don't have anybody help them to put it together. So when you do that investment, I think we should also be investing in issues of uh, housing insecurity, mental health, yeah. and our education system in order to address other issues, which is very important. Yeah, everything feels like it's broken, Joe. So by the time we've addressed yes. those systems, I'm not sure. We'll, I mean, honestly, we're talking another decade before they, they deal with any of that. And I think that's a big reason we're in this situation is because those in charge have not taken charge. Everything's decayed to a point where, you know, there's just a lot of problems, uh, you know, and people falling through the cracks. So in the lawyering, let's say in particular in your area, what are defense lawyers saying that could be the solution? Because right now... Um, you know, we are letting people out who shouldn't be getting out. So what is, in your mind, the solution that the feds could actually step in and say, fine, this is what we're going to do uh, in this particular area, and it will work? Look, the, I think the legislation is already there. I just think there needs to be careful attention as to the risk factors um, and why certain people will be released. And I don't think the case in question has been analyzed as to why this person got bail after having been detained for six months. I think that needs to be looked at. There's some underlying issues there that has not reached the media. And I think if there is a decision that's available, it should be analyzed. And if somebody has already an outstanding gun charge and is arrested on another one, it is a reverse onus and they should maybe be put on an ankle monitor and there should be proper funding for these bail checks and for cops to go out and get the people who are breaching their bail. And they need serious support for that. That I think will, will, will go a long way. I also think money must be poured into, you know, dealing with the trafficking in firearms. But I'm gonna just say this too, mm. across Canada where we had these five officers recently killed in the line of duty, two individuals uh, were not in the criminal justice system at all. And one of them hadn't been in the criminal justice system for 10 years. In fact, that poor officer in BC who was killed while serving an eviction notice, that individual was in, in Toronto and was, was actually a filmmaker who had notoriety and won an award, but went into a spiral of mental health decay because of a false accusation of sex assault. Mm. We need to look at what's causing these issues. And I think there's a lot to be said about how we pour money into you know, identifying families, communities, and individuals at risk. We really need to address that as well. 
well. It can't be just a one-time fix. It's got to be the criminal justice system because it hasn't worked in the United States and it won't be the solve here. And you say our systems are overall broken. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Look at the healthcare system. Yeah. Look at education. Yeah. And and I'm I'm generally a person who leans towards conservative policies, but the way this has been handled is atrocious. Well, one's feeding into the other. Like, if you don't solve the opiate crisis, you're not going to settle, you know, violent crime. If you don't settle, you know, homelessness, you're not. And you have to solve these issues or they just compound. Uh, and that that's what they're doing. Um, you know, we're you seeing know, it. Yeah. We may not be able to solve it, but we can do a better job of mitigating it. And I don't think we are. And I do. I, I, I was in favor of the mayor increasing the budget for funding of police services, but then we need to allocate to other services. And government, frankly, has to stop wasting our money so we can put it in proper places where we all benefit from it as a society. Right. In mental health supports, housing supports, all we get there are the announcements. We never actually get the services. It's a massive problem, Joe, which we will not solve in this segment, but... uh... Well, we can we can just drone on about it as much as humanly possible. At least we can say we we raised it. <laughs> All right, Joe, go go let someone out that shouldn't be out. Appreciate your time. <laughs> God bless you. Okay, <laughs> bye, Alex. Take care. That's Joe Noberger uh, joining us here. So we'll see where that one goes. Uh, there'll be definitely uh, those who disagree. Look, I'm of the mind that for gun crime specifically, set the message and set it very harshly, quickly. Got a gun? You're not getting bail. Maybe that will stop someone from picking up a gun.